are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh. I'm sure we'll do that a lot this time, but most times we go deep. And today we're here with Ben from Just Keep Walking podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. And my dedicated, very dedicated at 9.30 slash 10 (laughs) o'clock in the morning (laughs) co-host... Cosmo Moms here and I, Rachel Burt. Hey, oh, look, the French person's here and the, the Finnish person's here. I should just call them by name. I was going to say, <laughs> these people have names, David. Yeah. Who are they? Linda, Hello. Pivey. Yeah. Hello. Good morning, everybody, for most people, except for Ben <laughs> and, and maybe Pivey. <laughs> Wait, what time okay. is it there, Ben? Uh, 11 p.m. Oh, that just blew <laughs> my it. mind that's... right now. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. I should be, I should be asleep. <laughs> oh, Tom with the strawberries. Nice. So you've done. already lived today. What's going to happen? Exactly. Oh, no. no <laughs> spoilers. Tell me my future. <laughs> oh, man. Good. Well, good morning, everybody. Listen, we're going to be talking about Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> We're kind of we're kind of winging it from here, and um, and we're definitely going to need your input, by the way, because we don't know what we're going to talk about. But I, I know I definitely think that we're going to be going through maybe some season pa- seasons seasons past to kind of compare and contrast and see where we are. Mm. But I, I kind of want to pick Ben's brain. Just <laughs> sorry, uh, right from the beginning. Sure. Uh, you know, it's early in the morning. I mean, oh, sorry, late at night. Same day. <laughs> so. I think what I want to go through is, uh, well, first of all, let's get your impressions of season six thus far. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead season six. Yeah, no, definitely really, really enjoying it. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it's just done another sort of turned itself upside down. The whole show, you know, season three to season four, it's like a completely different show. Not quite as extreme here, but it's similar sort of feeling of, oh, now we're getting like a whole new refreshing sort of take on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, just I can't I can't say I didn't like any of the episodes. So definitely fun. I've got to admit, I'm like more of a casual fan of fear than I am of Walking Dead. So, you know, I'll just watch the episodes once and, and not dive into them as much as I do for the main show. But I am still really enjoying it. And yeah, overall, pretty pretty happy with it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, well, so far, so good. We're on, we're on, yeah. we're, we're on stable ground. We can just, I'm terra firma right now. Because <laughs> yeah. this could go anyway, folks. Um, but no, that's good. That's good to hear. Uh, and, and a common refrain that most people kind of like, or most outfits, I mean, especially like after the last two seasons, there are some outfits that kind of flat out say, I'm just sick and tired. I can't, I can't cover the show anymore. And season six rolls around. They're like, oh, should we bother? Should we do it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This looks good, but I've been burned too many times. Um, let's bring yeah. up the elephant in the room. Like seasons four and five. What were your feelings about those seasons? Yeah. So when season four started, first few episodes, I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> like I was loving it. And um yeah, just uh, the whole the whole first half of the season, really, I was, yeah, loving it, really into it. I, yeah, just sort of lost interest a bit in the second half. I didn't get full, full on, like, hate it or anything like that, but I was like, oh, you know, not loving it as much. 
season five again you know the there's some really cool stuff in there some uh, all the characters I, I really love the cast of characters you know john dorian june and and all these like all the new characters that they brought in as well as the old ones just absolutely love them so that alone always yeah keeps me coming back but probably the biggest turn off for season five would be the the found footage sort of stuff not that it's found footage but you know the oh that must the video recorder you. stuff that really was just like Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you, sh- you should tell everybody a little bit about what you do other than oh, just yeah. keep walking podcast because that it says a lot about you like when you when you make a comment about found footage and stuff like that yeah right well that i'm a that i'm a videographer for work is that what you mm-hmm. mean yeah so that that isn't actually <laughs> the main thing but maybe okay. it's a little subconscious thing <laughs> but um yeah so I mean, I get, I appreciate what they were going for and, and you know, it, it worked in certain parts, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it just wasn't very fun to watch that stuff. Mm. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, you know, there's, uh, I feel like it's the sort of show where for everything that I don't like so much, then there's another scene will come around that's like, oh, this is great. I love this again. So yeah, a bit, a bit of a mixed bag. So not full on hating on season five but yeah definitely just some ups and downs in there i suppose yeah so when season season six rolls around it, mm. the impression has the impression changed uh because i've seen comments let's say on reddit which is you know it's a good place to have a discussion but yeah, yeah. not about fear of the walking dead but like <laughs> with regards to season six there's still people coming out of the woodwork saying you know uh i think what they've done is great but it's still not like you know still not nearly as good as seasons one through three and which is <laughs> you know there, it's a there's a lot of ericssonite like, see, I know I'm in good company for most people who are alive right now. You know, most of them kind of dug four or the idea of four or five or the idea of five. Um, mm. But then you go to Reddit and it's just like just constant slam fest. But then season six rolls mm. around and and I there's something to be said about having shaken the hold out the holdouts for season one seasons one through three to the point where they're almost fighting amongst themselves not fighting but like <laughs> like there's some people making concessions and then going hey listen stop slamming the show already okay we're getting what mm. we want mm-hmm. sort of at least yeah. So let's take a step back and then people going, no, I won't. I, uh, Dave, bring Erickson back, bring Madison back, like bring Erickson back, make, make Madison the bad guy. So, but so, so going into season six, it seems to me that like, it's a lot fresher. There's a more dangerous take, I think. Yeah. And um, I mean, the bottle episode, no, not that they could technically be called bottle episodes, but the sort of way that each episode focuses on a specific set of characters, um, like there's always going to be some pros and cons to that but i think it's they're really pulling it off really nicely and and it just gives you that yeah fulfillment with each episode of not that they wrap up every storyline but you kind of get a bit of a beginning and the end and and each episode just feels uh yeah really nice to watch like its own little story so yeah definitely i, I would easily say that season six is my favorite of the whole show so far so yeah yeah oh that's that's excellent now let's let's get into a little bit more specifics now in terms of mm. because Rachel will have a different take on this uh, she did not like seasons one through three as much as when four and five came around but what were yeah. how, what were your feelings on seasons one through three? Oh man it's it's been a little while hey I definitely like them it's the sort of thing where if you compare it to the original you know the main Walking Dead show it's a completely different show like you, you can't really compare them so 
Um, I definitely, yeah, enjoyed them enough. There were plenty of ups and downs in, in all of seasons one through three. But, um, yeah, I, I guess season one kind of wasn't, like, amazing for me. I didn't fall in love with it, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is good enough to hold my interest. Season two, uh, there was just some of the episodes in the first half were like, oh, this is really interesting. And and the second half, I really liked the whole hotel thing and then Travis um, with, uh, oh, is it Chris, Chris, his son? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that whole thing. Just some really interesting <laughs> storylines there and, and really cool set pieces. And, uh, and then season three, like, there was plenty of uh, ups and downs again, but I really liked, especially getting towards the end, it just seems like almost similar to some of the peak Walking Dead stuff where you just don't know what's going to happen next. It seemed really unpredictable. The dam situation, I was like, they could kill anyone at the moment. And and it really seemed like you didn't know what was going to happen. It, went, it was exciting. And so, yeah, really, um, really enjoyed all of the show pretty much, um, but just... I, I wouldn't say I liked it as much as Walking Dead and um, always some ups and downs in there, I suppose. It's always a dangerous conversation comparing Fear of the Walking Dead to The Walking oh, Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really splits the room. You Absolutely. Know? I can easily say that right now we have like, you know, we have some people that really like Fear more than Walking Dead in in many instances yeah. too, hmm. which is interesting. I mean, yeah. like take Blazy Gardner, just just pulling it out from random, uh, <laughs> yeah. who who came on to the universe through Fear of the Walking Dead, just popped on interesting. Uh, the, the episode Laura uh, from season four oh, and just, just went yeah. whoosh, just went into it. Oh, oh I have to I have to make a comment that uh Nisa says <laughs> your accent that is magnificent oh, of course thank you very much <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen it's just gonna happen oh, well it's just yeah. it's just a yeah. fact it's just there we are if i started accept it if i just started ripping my new york accent out it, 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 she will easily say the same you know what i'm talking about okay anyway forget about it but yeah it is um you know like you were saying about comparing um the main show and fear like if you look at it as, okay, if this was a completely different show, completely unrelated to Walking Dead, just a random show that I came across, what would I think of it? And it would it would easily be like in my top 10 favorite shows. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's not nothing. <laughs> One of the things I've appreciated is that they're not throwing away seasons four and five. They're not throwing away seasons yeah. one through three. But they're making an attempt mm. to kind of join things together. Like one of the things that you said that I liked about what you said on on season three about the dam was that it was almost like a really big um and i don't know what the intention was behind it like i don't know if this was always going to be the case but one of the things i liked about the dam was that it was the idea of kind of like what star trek did with the borg when star trek the next generation came up with the borg they came out with they came up with a, an enemy that was almost nigh in indestructible undefeatable and they wanted okay. to really end off season two or three i wanted to say three where it was like almost an unwinnable situation like a lot of what season three mm. of fear of the walking dead seems like is like let's paint them in a corner and then and then the whole idea mm. of that is to kind of see how they bring how they come out of it in the beginning of the season now one of the things that i think season four didn't do a good job of is just it almost didn't even try to figure that out it, it almost it's it, it like we're just gonna yeah, not acknowledge true. that existed or happened until mm. the end or like or until midway into the into the series sorry 
of the season where you know they, they kind of touch on it and then they walk away and a lot mm. i know the biggest complaint is like what happened after the dam and people want like a tales of the walking dead which gimple has said by the way yeah absolutely. he's eager to to dive into literally um <laughs> when it comes to discussing at least like the madison stuff or the you know the post dance uh, sequences and stuff like that like how it all came together mm. why it came together the way it did um but talking about season six is that and this is the whole point of me going to this rant is that season six does this interesting job of acknowledging all sides which which is what mm. we refer to when we're covering it as okay strands now becoming super strand three we're like they acknowledge the past <laughs> they acknowledge the you know the recent present where he's made changes and then he's moving into this yeah. new space where he's taking some of the old nasty habits some of the new habits and kind of like that's true. figuring it out you know and and they're doing this with everybody um so i i, I want to mm. take a moment to kind of talk about maybe who your favorite character of this season is maybe from both sides of the equation like let, let's talk about like our survivor group um who, yeah who has been your favorite ex, you know and for what reason too um to talk about this season specifically or overall uh this season specifically oh. who's your mvp hmm. yeah that's no, hard to well i i always love uh john dory he's like overall he would easily be my pick um and then i suppose probably dwight's been a standout this season he's been able to do some really interesting stuff which is always cool uh oh man like it's so hard they're all so good it's hard to choose <laughs> alicia obviously that was a trick question you passed <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> oh, <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't blame you. it's really difficult yeah. i mean they've really set this up and i love that they call them a- anthology episodes because it's it's like well they're not bottle oh, yeah. episodes mm-hmm. you know they, like mm-hmm. Morgan keeps popping in every now and again. <laughs> and and that's that's kind of like what I what I've really liked. Um Rach, who's who's I I feel like I know the answer to this, but who is your MVP? Well, I'm going to ask the same thing Ben did for the season or overall. Oh, for the season. For the season. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, Alicia's my girl through and through. Like she's going to be number 1 for always. But for the season, mm-hmm. hmm, I almost feel like it's a tie. And I, sorry, Nisa, I'm going to steal your answer here, but I completely agree with you. I think Al and John, for me, are probably the MVPs wow. this, this season. Yeah. I think we see all the characters go through these transformations, but I think personally, I think Al and John maybe had the toughest transformation. I mean, Al, you know, leaving Isabel behind, that whole separation, choosing Dwight over herself, oh, yeah. putting the camera down, being involved in the story versus just observing. I, I see a lot of change in her this this season and I think it's going to be for the good and John obviously I mean willing to stand up and do what's right no matter what I mean he's got everybody telling him shut mm. up shut up shut up and he's like no no this isn't right yeah. and I'm not going to stand for this so he's my hero too <laughs> I, I think he's not I mean would you say that he's not done transforming no John? not even not even he's still right mm. in the middle of it mm-hmm. Tom was basically saying uh, what is each of your favorite episodes Tom Thomas O'Mara Celtic TSO Favorite on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. From season six, are we yeah. saying? Yeah. Season six. Well, actually, Tom, if you want to cal- clarify whether you want to <laughs> whether you want to drill down on the entire series or season let's talk about season six first. Because I mean, out of all it's it's gonna be it's gonna come down to like a character focused episode, like which one has been <laughs> sure. the best, you know? That's true. Oh yeah, you can ask questions, oh, Pivey. We are live. <laughs> yeah, right? We're here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I to mean, pick yeah. a favorite episode is difficult. I mean, I, yeah, he, I have a favorite. He's saying season six. 
six, by the way. Yeah, I have a favorite moment. Mm. I mean, I probably have a few okay. favorite moments, but right off the top of my head is going to be the razor finger walker. I that was oh, really wow. that was a cool moment for me because I just I got so excited when I saw it because it was something we hadn't seen yet. Right. I I always get so giddy mm. when I see new types of walkers or new strategies and, you know, having the razors on the finger. I'm just like, it was genius. And I, I yeah. eat that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's that's been like your number one comment usually with when it comes to a show. But did it have cool walkers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that after 10 years, they can still surprise me and they're still thinking of new stuff. So I get extra giddy when, mm. when it is something that, you know, that different and that exciting and that scary, well, right? From this, to, from an enemy. Right. And to dovetail off that, Sharon D saying um, on YouTube, let's just clarify. She's not in the real time chat with the other coffee subscribers. <laughs> right. Nisa's Kidding. the only one here. <laughs> this is all. And you know what? That, I'm going to actually say that, but Nisa, I'll come back to that. But um, Sharon D saying that her favorite mo- moment of that episode Episode was the exasperated scream, like mm-hmm. or like sigh of relief or whatever it is when um, oh, frustration. she's dealing with Ginny. Yeah, in that moment. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but I kind of wanted to go what with both Thomas and Nisa were saying was like, I think, I mean, I remember when we started watching se- uh, season six, one of my, one of the most favorite things was like actually going to the first episode and kind of getting into it, seeing Morgan again. And but then, you know, obviously that was great on its own. And these episodes have been largely great. But I have to say that the episode that kind of brought so many different elements together smoothly for me. And this is to contrast the other episode, and I'll explain, was the Alan Dwight episode. It just kind of came together, flowed, and then big things happened at the end, like (laughs) for both uh, (laughs) Al and Dwight. And so, and surprisingly, like there there were things that we talked about and things that we went through, and yet... I felt like we didn't need to explain too much. You know, there there were some things that we picked yeah. out here and there, like the the like the idea of the mortician, like how the walkers in the in the funeral home had kind of glass eyes. I think, yeah, which was just seemed creepy, very yeah. weird. <laughs> so great. And then and then and then obviously the involved walker, and then they get to the building, and it almost seems like you're changing completely the the like the the whole tone of where we are because obviously it's in it's in the day and yet it's a funeral funeral home and yet we're going into this office building it's night it's dark it's creepy it's almost like die hard with zombies that sort of thing <laughs> um but then you know and and so bring you get the christmas music <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would have taken it to a whole other level and of course they mentioned a christmas they mentioned a christmas party too which was yes what happened in the so oh you know you notice these things afterwards but anyway so mm-hmm. um between the 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 setting change the mood change and yet the the, the Dwight and Al relationship kind of you know threading through the entire episode and then them both having this interesting weird resolution like Al, Al could have never seen Isabel again and yet she heard her you know there, there was that idea that she's mm-hmm. there you know she's out there in the world that must be something you know and so and the, and yet we're like Dwight having resolved to never see Sherry again see Sherry again mm-hmm. and yeah. rejoins with her so that's so there was a lot of like there was a lot of payoff in that episode it, on top Definitely. of it being a, a good flowing episode yes so mm. so I, i'd have to say that and so i'm i'm kind of i'm agreeing with tom i'm agreeing with uh nisa and sharon Dina. wow with her name's actually there sharon D's, her name's in the <laughs> real-time chat yeah. That's weird, but it's been a while since we've gotten that to work. <laughs> a lot of people have said a lot of things. Like, I mean, even Tom was saying before how, like, oh, you know, Sco- Scooby Doo is going to pull the mask off Ginny to reveal Madison. 
<laughs> now that <laughs> that alone is a good thing to talk about because there have been talks, and I want to pick your brains, both of you, on the idea floating around about Madison possibly returning. Let's talk about whether you think she mm. will. I want to get Rachel's take first, though. Uh, do you think she will return? In spite of feelings, and then we'll talk about feelings. Well, I don't. Here's I don't, the thing: is I really don't know. I don't know with with everything going on on the internet. I, you know, people want her to come back. Well, some people do, some people don't. I don't know. I mean, would it really be good for the story, or is it just going to be appeasing the fans that want to see her come back? I, I really don't know. Honestly, if it's good for the story, I'm fine with it. I mean, she's not my favorite character. We all know this, but. If it, if it helped move the storyline, I'm all for it. But I just, I don't know. At this point, I feel like people just want to see her. And if that's the reason they bring her back, I don't think that's a good reason, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that I think people wanting her back is it. I mean, just from the artistic point of view, it's just like people, why are other people chiming in and we have to change the show? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> great when, I guess it's great when shows listen to feedback, but if it's just because people want her to come back. Right. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Right. Like, what do you, do you think she's going to come back? And then how do you feel about that possibility? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with no. I don't think she will what what i would say is um like if you asked me this before season six came out i would uh, i would guess that they would see how season six goes if it kept going downhill with the ratings and uh and viewership and people you know weren't loving it too much then i think they would get to the point where they say hey we may as well just bring it back if lots of people want it let's just do that but because season six has been going so well so far and everyone seems to be loving it for the most part i reckon they're just going to keep going with this train and um yeah i I don't think they will but there's always the possibility right well and then considering the fact that like you know both matt both kim dickens uh ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss have said like, oh, Madison's dead. She's never coming back for so many years. And then all of a sudden it's like... The creators have always said stuff like there'll never be a crossover ever. Or like a... (laughs) like Yeah, like The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead will never meet. Like they'll never cross over those shows. Um, Well, and I hope... I don't know. I don't care. It's just the uh, the idea of like the weird the weird thing about the Walking Dead universe has been always when they say they're never going to do something or when they say they are going to do something. First of all, usually that's true because of the veil of secrecy, how far they go to keep yeah. actors under wraps, like to the point where they had Negan or sorry Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a hotel room for several days or sorry several weeks, oh my you gosh. know, hiding out just to make sure they don't. Yeah, oh my god, all these different things, like um before COVID. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh sorry jeff Dean morgan was like hipster quarantine uh, oh yeah it was, it was, it did it before covid so like that his trial run. and then like samantha morton being under wraps but they do this with everybody like you'll when when was it when lenny james crossed over when the idea of him was crossing over was mm-hmm. he was kept away for like several weeks before he was allowed to go to uh austin like these are things that he talked mm. about on talking dead and so it's it's very interesting to see to hear that when when they're when they when they're talking about possibly reversing that decision, how now that now that it's on the table, Gimple saying, "Oh, it's on the table," I'm like, "Well, that's interesting," because now it's mm. kind of like, okay, what were we saying about the idea of us? Uh, I'm talking about world, the Walking Dead, world beyond right now. So <laughs> the idea of showing Huck's backstory. I, I don't know if you've seen the series, uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. good, good, good. So showing Huck's backstory to only the audience, and then uh, and then 
then Cameron Bonamalo says something in comicbook.com. Uh, he writes an article about how, oh, Huck's story is a complete fabrication. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, why show the audience at all? Why should we trust the show if it's a complete fabrication? Like, why would you do that to your audience? Like, how do you know what to believe if if the audience has the opportunity to go through the, fall, the fourth wall? Or the idea of like just being behind the scenes and knowing these characters' backstory as an omniscient viewer, right? Then what's the point of an omniscient mm. viewer? Even if we're the only ones that know. So going back to the idea of Gimple saying, you know, oh, it's on the table. We don't know if we're going to bring her back. And then Ian, Ian and Andrew going, well, we didn't see her body. <laughs> what? How can we trust you as, as, as showrunners? Mm. Not so now, just to kind of drill down on that, like I have mixed feelings now. I mean, a, 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 I'm a person who's liked the Madison Clark character. I know that's not what you like, Rachel. <laughs> that's fine. But I like the Madison Clark character, but I have mixed feelings about her coming back. And somebody on, I don't know who it was, but had the convincing argument of, well, she does come back. Where does that leave Alicia Clark? Where does that leave um, Alicia Debham Carey as an actor? You know, so with with as much backseat, uh, putting her in the backseat in some respects, like in seasons four and five, mostly five, um, what happens in season six with this character? You know, like if Madison comes back, does she feature more prominently? Does she feature less prominently? How do we deal with that? What happens? Is, is Madison going to be a big bad? That's a whole other conversation. I, and I kind of just want to see how that, because if she comes back, it's going to throw many things out of balance. And I'm, that's my ba- my main concern. I would love more than anything for her to come back, but there has to be a purpose to it. You know, mm-hmm. is she, is she the savior or not? So, mm-hmm. I mean, and it all comes down to the showrunners and having the idea of, no. You know, hate, if you're going to do this, do this right. I hate to bring up the idea of timelines, but how long has it been since... Oh, no. I know, right? How, like, <laughs> the point that we're at right now on Fear the Walking Dead, how long has it been since Madison's been dead? Years? Months? A year? few years? I, what do you, What would you think? I don't know. I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you Google it while I say um, the wrong thing. Yeah, no okay. idea off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, we don't really get a... I feel like we've had a few time jumps, maybe just little ones, but I, I really don't know. I, I feel like like maybe a year i want to say maybe a year i think i think um the time but look i i heard eight months but i'm not sure if it was after the one one and a half month you know initial start Ju- meaning oh, like oh. the the jump between seasons five and season six yep yep so like eight months mm. from the end of season five or eight okay, months from would, the end of you know maybe put it a about year. a year right yeah. oh nisa's yeah. saying a year and a half tops i that yeah, feels right i would say that too mm-hmm. yeah since madison expired right. supposedly <laughs> we She's don't know yeah, that's right. She's dead. dead. What is Madison? Madison is dead. <laughs> uh, you know, Tom is, Tom is saying at least two years. Two so. years. Oh, okay. All right. The point of me bringing that up is, and Dave, you've said this before, however however long this, this time frame is that Madison's been dead, um, if she comes back now, where the hell has she been? Why has she not come to look for her daughter? You know, that that's just unacceptable. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, like, what have we been yeah, saying about exactly. Rick Grime? And, and, which is interesting because we... <laughs> We're, we're put in the exact same position as we were two plus years ago where we had just heard the rumor and it wasn't quite confirmed yet that Rick was leaving the show. And then mm-hmm. also at the same time, we walked into the trap of Madison Clark Kim Dickens <laughs> leaving the show. But then this is why we think she might come back is because just like with Rick Grimes, we find out, oh, he didn't die. He wasn't killed off the show. And so we kept returning back to Madison Clark going, oh, but what about her? Mm-hmm. Can we get can we get her back? Can we, <laughs> right? Now see, we started the- there's a big difference here, though. Madison 
you know, she she was on her own. She did the sacrifice thing, whatever. Um, Rick was taken. So as far as him not being able to get back to his family makes a little bit more sense. Whereas Madison, we don't know if if she's still out there. We don't know where she's, but she wasn't taken. She she did this by choice. So she would have had the oh, choice really? to. Well, yeah, she chose to sacrifice herself. Yes. But what if she was taken from that choice the of sacrifice? scene is like one of the vultures guys saying, I've got an A. <laughs> <laughs> and A stands for piece of ass. So. Oh. Oh. And, and, and you yeah. know what? And you know what? Kim's got her groove back, so let's go for it. Let's go with it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, Nisa. That's what I'm saying. Madison just left Alicia again. Yes. So if she Actually, were if it was she were Alicia to come that back, kept leaving. It wasn't Alicia that kept leaving Madison. Let's just at be least, real here. At least once, but I mean, come on, Madison deserved that. At How many times twice. did she turn her back on Alicia? Yeah. It a was lot. A, yeah, it was about but time like, Alicia stood up and been like, How does it feel? But like emotionally, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nick was the needier one. I did want to point out uh, something that uh, Linda was saying is that, uh, you know, Madison could come back because it's not impossible to find her in a spinoff on Tales of the Walking Dead, which I, is more probable to me. And uh, Gimple has said as much. Like, we definitely do want to explore the Tales of the Walking Dead with Madison Clark, just in most likely the events of the dam. Well, these, these you know? tales are, they're happening all throughout the timeline, right? I mean, this could be way long ago. It could be current. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So that's really It doesn't cool. have to be all flashbacks. Right. <laughs> you know, but it could, I or mean, pre apocalypse. Right. It could be, you know, way back. No, I like that. I like that idea that opens it up for endless possibilities. Yeah. I mean, uh, that whole alien storyline uh, <laughs> about Rick's brother in France, that yeah. would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. Let's explore that. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. We have to make a pact. If if they do Simon's meter maid story, I'm quit we're we're quitting as a podcast because they're looking at us too closely. Right. <laughs> they're watching us too closely. I'm convinced. Uh, Madison is too busy out there painting trees, Tom says. Oh. Oh. It's a smoke screen. Well, actually, Ben, is there anything like on the uh, about this season that you wanted to bring up? Oh, um, no, nothing major that I can think of, I suppose. Well, uh, only other note, I guess I could say overall, is that the production value, the just the way it's done is just so incredible. Just, yeah, really, every episode's got not only, you know, outstanding walkers and situations, things like the um, the second episode when you've got the people being pulled under the door, the, you know, slipping all over the floor, like <laughs> just all these amazing set pieces, but everything about it, the way it's shot, just oh, incredible. So, yeah, that um, is, yeah, definitely a big plus as well. And, yeah, just bringing colour back into it too because that was one of the complaints for season five was it almost felt black and white at times, you know, drained all the color out of it. But now it's just like, let's go all in and do it. So, and and, and yeah. give people a breadth of color. <laughs> I feel like yeah. fear, I feel like fear's always been kind of like diluted in color though. Don't you? I mean, even from the beginning, it was kind of well, a little washed out. Yeah, definitely. They in season to... four, I guess it was the big change because they did the flashbacks in color oh. and then modern day was in sort of very drained, not much color. And then they just stayed with that for yeah. the rest to you know till the end of season five yeah somewhat right yeah. Well, but like you were saying rachel one of the big things about fear was that the idea of trying to separate themselves at least you know oh we're in la so let me give you this la color palette mm-hmm. you know rather than what was going on at the time when in season five where it season five of the walking dead where it did sort of have a blue 
anguish, but not quite as dramatic as season four of Fear of the Walking Dead. But it did have that kind of general bluish color palette, you know, throughout season five. Like, especially in the scenes where they're like, you know, wandering and disheveled and things are kind of looking bleak. So the color palette kind of looked bleak. Again, you know, you still have to know what you're doing in the color grading department, (laughs) you know, the the cinematography (laughs) department. But, you know, at the same time, you know, so, so yeah, when season five comes around and they don't change their shtick, that's, that's a problem. But yeah, you're right. But I think one of the interesting things about moving into season six is that they didn't abandon it completely. One of the things, as you notice, obviously is the title sequence. Uh, You know, obviously it centers around a a specific type of color, generally speaking, in some respects, you know, obviously the John Dory episode, we don't know because it starts off with this blue hue and then it's all over the place. There's greens, there's earth tones, (laughs) you know, but they do tend, they have tended to switch up where, what colors they want to center on. And instead of making the color grading itself a particular kind of color, they've popped in the color, you know, much like most shows into like uh, actual set pieces like costumes or scenery Mm. or, you know, and these are the things. It's not just a tint over the whole frame. Exactly. The color is in, in the shots, which most shows do to denote this or that. Oh, and uh, Sharon is saying a very flat color base instead of vibrant TWD colors. Yeah. Yeah, I Mm. mean, exactly. Let's take a break and talk about what you've been trying to focus on. Because I know you're, you're, you've got, just to give everybody an idea, you can find Ben on turnsounds.com and turnsounds.com is an amalgam of different podcasts as well as, well, you've got the Astromech podcast, which focuses on Star Wars, right? And I'm sure you've got, you've got lots of things lined up there, you know, especially with the recent close of the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that by the way? (laughs) I have. Quick side note. Oh yeah. Uh, Look, we're all in. (laughs) We've we've all seen something outside of um yeah so oh, I can Sharon Sharon has not <laughs> Oh yeah, no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about, it. but it's just the idea of Ben having this other, these, uh, these yeah. other pursuits. Mm. And um, I kind of wanted to pick your brain on like what your plans are. Um, you know, like general programming plans on turn sounds. Oh, like, yeah. where, where are you headed? What are you, what are you focusing on more? Um, yeah, what, cool. in recent, you know, what, what recent program are you going to have lined up? Yeah, sweet. So there's, uh, there's a few of us. My friend Isaac, uh, we do it at his house. He's, he's sort of set up the turn sounds and and runs it. So. So, um, so me and him sort of host most of the shows. Uh, he's the really passionate one about Star Wars, so he hosts that. And then Walking Dead's like really my thing. So, um, yeah, it's something that I always wanted to do, but it was like, uh, if it, like, I can't quite commit to weekly because I'm so busy and all that. But then when it came to looking at, okay, we could just record weekly when the show's airing and then do a couple, you know, here and there in the break. And and that's ended up working quite well just because, you know, we are busy with work and stuff like that. So it's, it's hard to set aside time every week. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that's sort of worked out really well. So pretty much for Just Keep Walking, we do weekly whenever the show's airing and then we just do random ones whenever in the break whenever we feel like it we like (laughs) add up a list of stuff that we want to talk about over a month or so and then let it all out (laughs) um yeah and then astromech we just do that every week we do another one mid shot for movie reviews which again is just kind of sporadic it's like whenever we feel like 
watching and talking about something. And 2020 and, is not a good year. Yeah, there's a couple year. other random ones. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a good year for <laughs> that podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. I, I can imagine, like, like, let's take, for example, like Wonder Woman 84 is coming out uh, in a couple oh, days. Yeah. And is that something that you'd want to talk about on that podcast? I mean, like, well, actually, uh, in terms of movies, yeah. like, what do you cover? Is it just any sort of mishmash or? It's very random. Look, look that one isn't one we put a whole lot of effort into it's more just like an outlet for whenever we feel like talking about something so yeah we don't go out of the way to watch every new move that comes out it's sort of just like whenever we feel like it and it's usually like random old movies like jingle all the way and stuff like that okay okay i get it so so it doesn't have to be recent yeah it's it's whatever Yep. Yeah, probably one of the more fun ones we did recently was Alien versus Aliens. We sort of tried to I saw that, yeah. debate which was the better of those two. So, yeah, like some fun random that things like that. a very, very heated, in some respects, <laughs> yeah. debatable. Very, It's a very debatable, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. argument to have, yeah. yeah. I'm on the Aliens camp, sorry. <laughs> People will fight me on this one. I, I might have to go, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there are reasons, everybody has their reasons. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I just so like to no, do that. A bit of everything. Huh? By the way, I want to but, say um, this. But yeah, I really like listening to your guys' consistent, <laughs> you know, weekly coverage. That's um, really good. And particularly for things like Fear, where which I, you know, like I was saying, I, I don't watch, you know, two or three times in the same strength as Walking Dead. Getting to hear your guys' take on it is always really cool. I'll pick up on all these things. Like, oh, I didn't notice that. That's really cool. So, yeah, no, I love what you guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, I appreciate that. It's it's it has been hard, very hard work the last two months or whatever since we stopped. Yeah. But yes, um, just considering this, the two episodes a week thing was very brutal to the point where like we're catching oh, up yeah. on on our blog <laughs> slowly because right. we haven't had time to actually write it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nisa, I think it's Nisa, right? She says they notice everything. <laughs> Dave and Rachel are annoying like that. <laughs> yes, I'm yep. sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not there sorry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's been kind of busy in general too. Like I, I almost mm. sympathize with the watchers too. I mean, thinking about it, like if you aren't <laughs> watching live, which in some senses people have been cutting the cord. You know, people don't are, are generally like I think half of the audience almost I have to imagine, or at least our our audience uh, is our cord cutters. You know, people that don't have a cable subscription. Uh, they yeah. tried with AMC Premiere, but now they have Plus, and so they're locked out of half of that stuff now. So, uh-huh. you know, I think the Christmas special is out though on uh i think maybe premiere or like uh video on demand I, and it's weird because okay. when it premieres on amc plus uh it, there's an interesting thing where like uh, why don't they make that stuff available at, even if it's like a day later on premiere and so I, yeah. and I don't know if it is i just don't know you know to the point where like i've protested already at this point <laughs> any amc content that's digital okay sharon D says she watched it on youtube legally <laughs> same here <laughs> she said oh i missed the previous comment which was fuck amc okay gotcha <laughs> you're good well i watched it wherever sharon so, did because she sent me the link so <laughs> and this was after i attempted to watch it legally i i had right. i bought my amc plus i thought i did and it was so incredibly confusing I, if anybody out there can help me navigate this and figure it out i am open to help because i'm you. i'm done 
I'm done. I don't know how to do it and I can't figure it out. Well, actually, let's let's go to Ben on this one though. Like is it has AMC Premiere slash plus been available in a, in the Australian market though? Because you guys have Fox, no, right? Not at all. Nothing even close to it. So oh um gosh. yeah, and and I've tried every which way. I'm like, oh, could I do like VPN to get AMC put like I'm I'm more than happy to pay for it, whatever, but like, yeah, there's just no way to get it in Australia. So yeah, what we've got is Fox tell and they've also just brought out a new one called binge which is pretty good so oh yeah um, yeah we don't get it early but it's it's pretty decent now uh getting it through binge you sort of get it on the the normal release day and um yeah it's relatively high quality so it does the job but then some things like the christmas special um yeah just don't pop up so yeah you have to hope that someone's going to upload it on youtube and quickly watch it before it gets taken down <laughs> right right yeah. which, is, which, which is very interesting because like considering the the how popular twd universe generally speaking is and it is popular um yeah and with respect to how it is illegally downloaded <laughs> because mm. When when Game you know out when Game of Thrones actually finished its run, uh, Walk The Walking Dead became again the most downloaded television show in you know in recent history in modern history. So well mm. maybe in, well basically ever because we didn't always have TV shows to download. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of interesting to see how then AMC kind of pulls this move where oh well let's put this show only on AMC Plus, which is only available in certain markets, which is only available on certain platforms too. So we're talking about like amazon prime which is a big outlet but it's not everything it's not it's not available on all cable providers that's another problem mm -hmm. so it's it's just a very interesting move to kind of go the narrow amc plus now i know why they did it because they weren't ready to do it and they just needed to push <laughs> it out there because you know because of this pandemic stuff and so they wanted to make it available to people give people other television shows to watch uh other channels like ifc and uh i think there's a there's a bunch of other channels that you get access to with amc plus but uh it, it's just a very interesting choice to make almost pigeonholing people into and which is garnered like almost a negative response you know, like you know why should i yeah. pay into this sort of thing well let's talk i mean are you guys all on the same page with that idea like are you just confused about this whole move with amc plus i am i i don't i don't understand it that's i don't get it <laughs> yeah. yeah well what about you ben? i, I I don't even know anything about it really. AMC Plus versus AMC Premiere. Um, yeah, uh, only thing maybe I'd ask you guys is what do you think about the two days early uh, release? Like, do you think that's a good idea or is it better to just let everyone have it on the same day? Personally, I love the early release because then I am, I watch the episodes mm. three or four times before it even live airs. <laughs> yeah, nice. I mean, it's been a benefit for us. I mean, mm -hmm. when, and you don't have anything like that, right, Ben? Because no, no MC premiere, no plus. Yeah. Oh man! For I mean, for us, has been. I mean, we're biased. It's, it's yeah. a terrible thing to have to say. And no, and we have to say it out front because we're we're incredibly biased because it's been a major boon for us since season nine, oh, uh, at fair. least since season yeah. nine, because um, it's allowed us to actually get the note taking done at least ahead of time. If not mm. in later seasons, it's allowed us to actually record two episodes a fucking week. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you I, can put it out on the day that it comes out, and everyone can just listen to. So yeah. That, oh my God. Like the following Monday or Tuesday we're, we're out and rocking and rolling. And then, you know, obviously one mm. of the shows has to suffer. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we have to show that at Friday or Thursday. It's usually Friday. No. Um, and we, no, it's funny because we finally got it right. Like in the last few weeks, like the two, two weeks, like, okay. Oh, we got one on Thursday, Tuesday, one on Thursday through sheer will. Um, <laughs> but having that bias of like, okay, getting, uh, the walking dead world beyond on Thursday and then, and then getting fear of the walking dead, at least the day of, you know, the morning of instead of, which would have been great if we got it, you know, on Saturday or something, at least, you know, I think, I think the first week they had it out on, f no, I, I forget. Was it on Friday or did they, did they move it to like Sunday still? The very uh, Fear first the Dead season six. Yeah. I think the very first episode did come out early. No, you know what? It was Sunday. Do you know why we? Why I was confused? Because the first week was uh, The Walking Dead season ten. Oh, the yeah, 16. the season ten, yeah, finale. And that came mm -hmm. out on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then, and then The Walking Dead World Beyond did come out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. That first week. So that's why we yeah. thought that. Okay. Um. No, but so is it a good idea? I think it still is a good idea. I think there is something interesting, and and it, this is again maybe a, a different kind of bias for me. I'm all for giving people uh, freemium options, like meaning. You you don't have to pay for it if you watch it the day of but if you want a bonus like you want to watch it early yeah. well here you can pay this get no commercials get exclusive access to bonus content or whatever it is and then you know here you are should it have been that early like friday i don't know maybe saturday i thought maybe mm. would have been would be a better idea i think what, what would have been an even better idea than that is you know making some of their um internal metrics public because if you want to really know Ooh. how well a show is doing and this is something we've all been wondering like you know have that streaming information up and available for everybody to see so that we know how we're doing how you know entertainment outlets how they're doing and like they'll know how walking dead is doing and then they can glom onto that and say oh this really is a show that's been taking off and you know they have these yeah. millions of numbers on their private <laughs> streaming platform you know so yeah, why not absolutely i think even um because i had a chat with sam ewing a little while ago um who was co-composer for season 10 um and off off mic at the start when we were chatting that was one of the things he was saying was it like at times it almost feels like you sort of wonder like who's still <laughs> watching the show because you don't see the numbers like you kind of just have to you know guess oh okay because you know you get some numbers from tv but that doesn't include streaming and so there could be five times as many people watching it on streaming there could be no one watching it on streaming like you just don't know so and then video yeah, on demand tricky. is also yeah. tricky too because you know they can't or they can't or they don't release those numbers as readily too mm, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah but yeah so i guess the the one thing with the early release is uh, i'm sure this is much easier said than done there's got to be a lot of tricky stuff uh on the back end but yeah just to to make it available everywhere because <laughs> um i guess that's that's the one thing that's been hard for us is that uh no matter how like how much you try and stay off social media you're always gonna see someone posted a spoiler like people will just blatantly take a screenshot of the most spoilery thing and just post it straight up on instagram like, oh yeah on, guys the episode's not even out yet <laughs> case in point like the insanity well and it's not necessarily you know pre-live but like the, the mandalorian was a prime example the moment yeah. it came out and the first person had finished watching it that person <laughs> was the spoiler for everybody who had had a life, yeah. you know, had yeah. a day job, <laughs> exactly. Who slept before eleven, you know, midnight, and had to wake up for work and go. Oh, I'll just watch this after work tomorrow. Technically, 
<laughs> That's the, the thing I kind of want to drill down on. Like, in light of that fact, um, do you think it's a bad decision? And it sounds like, in a sense, you're saying, Ben, that it was a bad mm. decision. Like, maybe this wasn't the best idea to release the episode um, a couple days in advance, or to have this feature. Yeah, no, it's it's really tricky. Like, if there was an easy way to make it available everywhere, then great. Like, I know they can't just put AMC Premiere in every country because they've got contracts with Foxtel, and and they'll say, hey, well that's going to take away viewers from us so you know it, it's very tricky but um yeah, yeah. but yeah i suppose it, even if it was just like also the new episodes you got early <laughs> like the premieres or or you got some of the middle ones but not like walk with us for example when alpha dies like that was as soon as two days before the episode came out alpha's head was everywhere on instagram and facebook Jeez. and like you, you couldn't miss it so yeah things like that oh that was um, bad yeah if there's a way to like only do it for some episodes maybe that would work better but yeah, it's, and it's then a how do you choose one. right <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and if an episode doesn't come up then you're like oh something big's gonna happen <laughs> do you think it might be a matter of time like okay maybe releasing it on fridays it was fridays right yeah maybe releasing it on fridays mm. wasn't the best idea or do you think it would have been better maybe. if it was the sunday or maybe saturday night at like eight let's say or eight eastern is what i meant yeah well yeah it, even is, that, is it, that it would be better i suppose if it's like 12 or even 24 hours early then like you know if it's if it's sunday or whatever you can sort of stay off social media for most of the day but if it's like two whole days then it makes it a bit trickier but yeah i don't know there's no easy answer hey well there is an easy answer though people can just not be assholes and not be and not spoil i mean that that would be the best (laughs) answer right like people just just knock it off Mm. It's pretty you know, maybe, easy. Yeah. Maybe, Just don't actually, do it. <laughs> you know, this brings about like maybe a larger question of, and this is where we get squawking deadish. But like, <laughs> has maybe media not acknowledged that there has been a culture shift? You know, in terms of how we watch television, who we watch it with, tech <laughs> quotes, because we're not. <laughs> um, but the idea that the culture has shifted to where you know you're not talking with your friends about these shows. I'm not calling my my best friend on the telephone with a cord on it about <laughs> about a show I just watched. I'm not coming over to watch it. Telephone we're largely <laughs> We're talking to uh, people on the internet whom we glom onto and find and, you know, we shout out into the ether our opinions. You know, and I think that's largely how it works. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, I would love to say that, oh no, that we still got that culture. I have my local group here. We watch at a bar. Remember <laughs> Lost? We used to go to bars. <laughs> to watch Lost live. Oh, am I blowing your fucking mind? Yeah. Do you know how long ago Lost was? Let's not go there. Okay, let's let's go back to 2020 instead of 2003 or whatever it was. But that's the thing. That's how we used to do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not it's not like as if, okay, once the internet came out. No, but the idea that like the internet has shift, you know, caused a little shift to where we find who we want to find to watch the thing that we want to watch to talk about the things that we want to talk and we've lost the local community we've lost the the in-room watching we've lost the hey did you see that episode no it's like Mm. you're telling now the world 
I saw this episode and this happened here because I wanted to spoil <laughs> you and I wanted to find other people who watched it because I want you know, and that's the there's no intimacy when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, so is it that they've just not acknowledged how we watch television? You know, what I mean, like in some ways, mm. yes, because obviously they're they're honing on the streaming factor, you know, stream it early, stream it without commercials. But on the other hand, have they thought about the ramifications of that, considering the fact that we don't watch as a group or we don't watch, you know, and so there's this tendency to shout out without expecting a response about, you know, the things that we have watched. Yeah. You know, I, I want to pick your brains on that one, too. Mm. And and how do you circumvent that? Yeah. Uh, so are you suggesting that uh, that's sort of come out of the AMC premiere thing is that uh, people aren't watching it together anymore or that that was happening already? Uh, that, that it's been happening for a while now, like over yeah. over time, like slowly over time, over the last, mm, what is it, 2020? Yeah, maybe over the last 10 years. Mm. That makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I guess it makes sense since, you know, on demand and streaming and all that's come out. Um, you know, back when it was airing on TV at this time, it was this big event and you had to watch it at that time. You couldn't just watch it when Ever. Now, you know, even if it is airing live, you can just watch it one or two hours later, whenever you feel like it, on your phone, on the train, like whenever. So yeah, there's definitely it's a it's completely different. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose it makes a lot of sense having you know the early access and stuff because people are already doing it that way. So yeah, I don't see it as an issue in that sense. Um, yeah, re- really, there's nothing I can say that's wrong with it, as, aside from the fact that people are just <laughs> jerks and go and post. Spoilers. That's the only problem with it. Yeah, I suppose. yeah. That is, and Sharon is even saying, but you know, at the same time, it does keep give people more access to the show, and yeah. that is true. Mm-hmm. You know, than the otherwise would have. Like, I mean, Sharon, for instance, I th- I don't even think she has a cable connection. You don't have a cable connection, Rachel. Nope. You don't have terrestrial cable. Nope. Maybe the next logical question is, you know, if if AMC Plus slash Premiere was available for you, Ben, is this something? Is that something you would be interested in getting? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, I would pay. <laughs> Like a lot for, for that <laughs> easily. Right? That that says a lot, though. It's not an un, yeah. a throwaway question because, like, with all the mm. stuff that we've been talking about, you know, early access and you know, is it worth sure. it? That's the answer. And so it comes back to the question because I'm always I have nothing against. Wait, hold on a sec. What's this? No, no, no <laughs> yeah. stuff. No, I think Sharon oh, is, is saying it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she already, everybody has, you know, it's like assholes, right? Everybody's got one. Opinions, right? Well, <laughs> assholes and opinions. Everybody's got one. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, Nisa's saying every fan in Brazil would get it if they made it available. Um, I don't doubt that. Good, good market. Mm. The South American market, by the way, Southern Southern Hemisphere market is, I mean, we our Facebook, I don't, I don't know what it is with South, you know, South American countries and Facebook. It's just mm. all of our, all of our likes on Facebook are from people down under <laughs> on the, the lower hemisphere. <laughs> so it's so interesting. Um, but, and yet that's a huge fan base, huge fan base, Latin speaking countries. And I don't know, I, I do support the interesting, te- the interesting um, test of putting fear the morning of, uh, was it 3am mm. on Sunday morning, which, in- which interestingly enough yielded results when people were doing the live watch uh, when they were, when they had the public airing at least in the in the US in the Eastern time zone because it seemed as though they weren't as prepared the people that usually post the gifs and the images they, they were somewhat prepared but not quite as prepared mm-hmm. in some senses 
pages. Like you had to have like zero life to be able to post something in with any meaning. <laughs> First of all, Rachel, you don't watch live because you can't. Nope. Right. Nope. Okay. And so, and Ben, you don't get the show until Monday. Uh, well, that's just Te- a time zone thing. So it's oh. the same time as you guys get it, but it's just that it, it's Monday morning here when it's Sunday night for you guys. Oh, does it does it air live Monday morning? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's and then it's available on demand like um a few minutes after it's finished airing. Oh, okay. I thought I had assumed it was the evening of of Monday. Mm. Right. Yeah. No. I I think it's it's pretty much the exact same time as you guys get it. Um. But yeah, just the time zone difference. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's interesting too because I know that the UK does get it the evening after. It's like a full day later. Oh, so yeah, they get it a few hours after everyone else. Oh yeah. Oh, they get it. Well, yeah. I guess I guess it would be a few hours. It would be like oh, like what twelve like nine p.m. You know, the following day. So they would get it twenty four hours later. I didn't know that. Or Um, you know, twenty four hours minus five, six, (laughs) depending (laughs) on whether you're in France or not. Yeah. See. Oh, actually, no. So okay, Linda's saying it's uh it's available on on Monday morning in France. So you know, only a few hours later. Okay. Okay. Now that's cool. Oh yeah, but she watches it way before because (laughs) she's getting it from some sources. <laughs> she has her. She's she when when she's ready and watching, and it's mostly TWD. I, Linda, you don't really post on the Walking Dead World Beyond stuff, and the well, mm. she hates it. <laughs> and then Fear the Walking Dead, uh, no. but it's mostly the it's mostly TWD. But when she does live watch on, she'll live watch with us on Sunday nights. Uh, yeah, she's she's a snake. Um, she will. She has her gifs prepared. She's like she's on point. I'll I'll retweet the mm. heck out of her because she's really great. She has good insights. Um, and good 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 media too um <laughs> is virginia the best in the series oh yeah he's oh, saying okay. fox shows it on monday there too mm-hmm. oh and sharon snuck in to <laughs> talk about snakes sharon snuck in a question too um yeah i was uh, gonna said, ask ben is, oh yeah she says is virginia the best villain in the series yeah of wanna, fear the walking dead right i wanted to ask ben you know we everybody knows how david feels about jenny <laughs> <laughs> What are your we, okay? Let me. Not everybody does though. So. <laughs> if they do, give have, us like a, a twenty second. Yes, sorry. I've slowly found myself smitten with with Virginia vis a vis Colby Minifee. It's this weird, very weird thing where the closer she her humanity comes out, but in the closer I am to understanding the character, the more I'm just like I'm caught off guard, smitten with the character slash the actor, and it's really mm. unsettling. It's like I'm. De- I have no control over it anymore. It's just out there. But anyways, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sharon, so Sharon uh, hashtag your 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 shipping oh, name. Oh no, <laughs> it's just Verdavia. What do you anyway? So. <laughs> In terms of Fear of the Walking Dead villains, is there a favorite you have? Is there any that you've glommed onto and said, oh, I, I thought this character, this villain, let's say, was very interesting, or the, mm. the idea of this villain was very interesting? I also wanted to know Ben's specific mm. opinion on about Ginny and what she's been doing this season. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, so I'm trying to think of all the other villains to, like, compare. Um, a lot of them are sort of half villains, like, I, I don't know, even um, Walker, and you could almost call Strand a villain at some times. and. Mm. And, you know, there's all these people who sometimes they're villains, sometimes they're allies. And so, yeah, it's kind of tricky to say. The Vultures definitely stand out as an interesting group. Um, I definitely um, yeah. would lean towards them as the top pick. Ginny, uh, I'm really I'm liking the character more as we're getting to know her in season six. I'm finding her interesting. 
season five, I, I wasn't sold at all. I like just maybe it was just the wording, but of like, oh, we're trying to help people. Oh, we're gonna have to let Ginny help us now. Like, it just seems like <laughs> a strange thing from, oh, she's beat us. We're gonna have to let her help us. Like, was, the wording was kind of funny, but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. So, the the actual whole like idea of the group and the situation I, is still growing on me a bit. But the character of Ginny herself is very, you know, obviously really well played by the actress, um, Colby. And yeah, it, the more she, the more we see her on screen and the more we see the depth to the character, the conflict and everything that she's going through, the more I'm liking her. So yeah, I would, I would say her and maybe the Vultures as well would be uh, <laughs> top villains, but I'd have to rewatch those. Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, because I was going to, I'm actually surprised that you would say the Vultures over, and this is this weird common refrain that I see in uh, on Reddit, let's say, is that people were really interested in seeing what happened to the Proctors from season three. Mm. Um, they had really liked them, thought their potential was snuffed very early on. And, you know, you're talking about John Proctor, who just had back surgery that same season, um, and then all of a sudden wiped out on the bridge, and yet Madison lives, <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to fight another season or half season. Um, but no, I'm very interested. And it's funny that you say that because we, we did just have our retrospective on season four, um, or just released it last week. And, yeah. um, one of the th interesting things that came out of that is how much upon retrospect, we actually enjoyed watching the vultures and especially as compared mm. to Martha, right? Yeah. Like oh, there yeah. was just odd, <laughs> there were just very odd, non-threatening in some, in most ways. And just as a villain, non-villain kind of thing as a concept is, is very, very fear the walking dead by the way, mm, you know, with as yeah. much as Fear the Walking Dead season four has changed, um, it still had the non-threatening pseudo villain, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas like season three did have the Proctors and the Proctors did seem like villains and maybe that's why they liked him ironically. Mm. The very unfear the Walking Dead answer to a villain that they yeah. liked most. I don't know. You can never peep Well, yeah, Troy people. just popped up in the chat as well. That Another one which is like, he's kind of is a villain, he? but it's yeah. hard to say. Like that obviously he would be... Um, if if we're classifying him as a villain, he would be definitely a top pick. Just yeah, such an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's I would say it's easier to call Troy a villain than it was the Vultures, though. I mean, oh, at the really? same time, interesting. Oh, okay. Troy in, in many so. senses, it makes it easier because of what how he started off. Vultures just through oh, and through, absolutely. through and through, and even up until the end, it was really just Ennis that, and everybody else kind of went all, went along for the ride because Mel wasn't around. Mm. So you know, without Mel it just fell apart you know the vultures just stopped becoming the vultures in some senses so you know like they didn't have the non-threatening thing you know yeah, and you know what? I think Nisa put it best. Troy is a villain and has potential, which is kind of like Negan in a weird way. If you think about it, like the idea that you come out the gate being a dick and then roll it back, you know, because another character coaxes you into it. I always thought Troy had one exit, you know, the he, the, the, the exit door I knew was in sight for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Troy, Troy mm, was m mentally unstable. Let's, let's just be honest. I mean, his potential to become a bigger, badder villain? Yes. Potential to be a contributing member of any sort of survival group? No. <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways it reminds me of Merle, if you think about it. You, you, think about like a emotionally unstable character like Merle, like where 
it, where the deep-seated emotional resentment took root. But then you can still have good come out of the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can see Troy being much like that where, okay, maybe he'll be kind of always on the outside and maybe he could contribute. But there will always be something that will prevent him from, whether it's Madison, <laughs> prevent him from being a part of the group you know, in general. You know, yeah. it, the idea of him always being on the outside and yet somehow contributing. I just but, always saw Troy as a loose cannon. And I mean, he was going to fly off the handle and do a loose blunderbuss. Thing. Well, yeah, honestly, Bus. I saw him if he survived and and tagged along with our group. I I would see him as a potential risk, not a contributor. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I did also. But what what do you think about all that, uh, Ben? Like, just in terms of, yeah. I thought the uh, Madison Troy relationship was really interesting, especially just based off of um, Nick's past. Obviously, Nick, you couldn't say he's as he was as ever as dangerous as Troy, but you know, Nick used to be a druggie. He was a loose cannon and um and got completely turned around so i could i definitely saw potential for that to develop and you know madison's like okay you know i've been through it already sort of turning around my son who's you know used to live this terrible lifestyle and now he's a contributor to the group i I sort of felt like maybe she could try and do the same with (laughs) troy like try and take him on as a son Uh, yeah that's sort of maybe (laughs) one potential i saw for him to go like if they were to really um give him a chance long term it's it's funny because we never covered season you know earlier seasons of fear the walking dead so but in my head i always regarded troy as a sort of well what if nick had purpose Mm. could he have turned into which is why what if nick Nick did have purpose Wait, Nick, hold on. Let's let's back up. I'm not saying purpose as a character. I'm oh. saying, sorry, like, oh, what if he had a point? What if, no, I'm not saying he didn't have a point, but I'm saying, what if a character had drive or purpose or meaning? Like, meaning mm. Nick kind of just did what Nick wanted to do. It doesn't yeah. mean that he had no, there was no point of him to the show. It's almost mm. as if he was blended in the landscape eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was trying to find his way, which is what we like in all characters. We like the journey. Mm. We like trying to figure it out. Sorry, maybe I should be more specific with my language. So Troy is Nick with uh, a drive, meaning yeah, a, yeah. a single point of focus. You know, if I focus in, well, an unfortunate one too, <laughs> but <laughs> which is why they kind of stuck together. Nick, I feel like they were learning a lot from one another while Madison was trying to steer uh, the, the ship of Troy, meaning, mm. you know, how do you take a cannon and point it in the right direction? And that's how I regarded the Madison-Troy relationship. You know, Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, like you're saying, he's got this drive. If you can harness it and point it towards the right thing, then, you know, after some time, you could really learn to trust him. And yeah. Well, I don't know about that, Mm. but I do know that if you have the right tool to handle something like that right then maybe but i think that's the the folly is that you know you're mistaking a tool for a person sorry sorry you're you're mistaking a person Uh, for a tool (laughs) and so you know that eventually if not vigilant if you're not vigilant enough you know you make one mistake and that tool can go awol and fire on Mm. yourself you know so that and that's how i regarded that in the end you know there was only one way to go so madison saw troy as as something someone she could 
mold and use later down the road. See, and this was, who could blame her? Um, well, she I can. Was a guidance counselor. This was one of this <laughs> was one of the moments. <laughs> this was one of this was just one of a dozen examples uh, why I despise Madison so much. I really do. I think every decision she made was awful. I I can't think of one single deci- good decision she made that either Nick or Alicia didn't have to clean up afterwards. Um, this is just one of those awful decisions, in 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 my opinion. Um, she what I saw was her basically choosing Troy over her own son who needed help. Nick mm. is, st- I mean, he's still, you know, always struggling. Right. And, and I don't know if Luciana was in the mix at this point, wasn't she there and then had left at this point. Or I don't, I just remember Nick needed his mom then. And at she point, clearly three. chose Troy over her own son. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I already wasn't a fan and every single time she chose someone else over her children, the hate just grew more and more. <laughs> I just, I, that's why I can't stand her. I, she's terrible decision-making mm. and an even worse mother. <laughs> it's, it's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> like things that you liked out of season six that were particularly, cause I mean like one of the, the walkers that I, I, and I, I think Rach, you might share this opinion, but one of the walkers I liked best on the series was the embalmed walker. Oh yeah. On the Dwight oh, and Althea yeah. episode. Yeah. Something that we, when we saw it in previews, we didn't know what it was <laughs> at all. Yeah. I remember seeing this Reddit comment on, when they were they were breaking down a trailer and they were going, who is this woman? I think I know who it is. And I'm like, and now thinking about that comment, I was like, you did not know who that who that was. There was no who. Have you ever gone yeah. back and like found an old comment and replied, how did that turn out for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I found one actually the other day on my Instagram. Um, it, it was on one of my other accounts where I did some drawings. I did a drawing of... Uh, Henry and Lydia and I got this really long rant comment of this guy going like oh you know Henry sucks and I I guarantee you that they're going to kill King Ezekiel next season. I'm going over to Game of Thrones. It's much better. And this is before Game of Thrones season eight came out. So it was like the whole comment was like all this stuff that was like, I have 100% guarantee Ezekiel will die in season 10. I'm going over to Game of Thrones. I'm like, how'd that turn out? For I'm, 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 I'm going to jump ship before they do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then so Game of good. Thrones, that ended so much better, didn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sharon's got a question for us. If you yeah. take Morgan out of the group, who do you think will become the default leader? Okay, so this is question. this is All we're right. assuming everyone is is together now, right? This is we fast forward the whole group's back together mm. except for Morgan. I'm, Let's I'm say we get an off screen death from Morgan. That's oh, the, basically that'd be terrible. the question. The whole group's there. <laughs> I think I think Strand would attempt to stand up and take le- take leadership. Uh, that's not going to sit well with probably Alicia. Mm. So I agree. I think Alicia, I think June, I don't think June would voluntarily step into that role, but other people may say, June, it should be you. It should be you. It should be you. Mm. Um, but I could see Alicia doing that, stepping into that role as well. <laughs> Sherry says he and Madison run off together. <laughs> <laughs> AKA in heaven. Well, she did say she did save his life, right? That's Eric's theory. 
God, everybody with their theories. Anyway, so what do you think, Ben? Oh, man, 100% what everything Rachel said, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I have I to reckon agree. Alicia, but, um, but then potentially if there were like, if there was a group vote, maybe June or, or someone else. But um, yeah, you could definitely see Strand trying to take charge. But I, I could imagine most of the group would say, no, nah, we want Alicia instead. So yeah. Yeah. And what an interesting conundrum too. Like, I mean, I, I w- first of all, I agree with everything you said, Rachel. Maybe not in the same way, but like definitely just <laughs> end, end result. End yeah. result is the same. Like I, I, I imagine I my gut it was to, instinct was to say Morgan, I think relinquished leadership to alicia mm. in the very last well, in the very last episode we saw mm-hmm. you know when we broke it down I, I i saw an acknowledgement that morgan in some ways is still compromised like even though he's acknowledged it mm. to dwight and saying i i know i can't keep doing the same thing over and over again i have to adapt i have to change i have to actually say i have to move off of the sometimes the goals that i want to reach meaning it can't always i can't always go for the same thing and not see other possibilities you know and so and when he was about to do the same thing with Alicia, he kind of steps back and going goes, no, wait, don't go. I can't see you walk off again. Let's do it your way. Meaning, and this, I acknowledge this as the moment where Morgan said, I'm not going to be the through line, maybe through the rest of the season. You know, where we saw Morgan being this through line through most of the episodes, except for the June one. <laughs> Um, we might see Alicia be the through line. You know, Alicia popping up on these different episodes in the back half, I think. Yeah. And, uh, mm. um, and so I do think, and obviously Morgan is may have some of that as well, but in as much as he's relinquishing control to Alicia. Uh, do I think Strand would pick up power in the vacuum? That's assuming that we think Strand is an asshole. <laughs> I'm not Wait, in that camp. think? That's why I said, <laughs> that's why I said, I, I end result is the same, yeah. but I, I'm not in the Strand is an asshole camp. I think he's, and this is maybe more uh, really? a nod to to Coleman Domingo than anything else. I, I do think there's this weird strand is putting on an act and it's, it's he's going to commit to that act until the bitter end. But I think he has acknowledged in some sense uh, his role has I mean, changed in, the, in in what he was supposed to do versus, you know, talk about adapting. He's He's been confronted with the idea that the way he was going to do it is not going to work. And if he doesn't change, just like Morgan, if he doesn't move off that path, he's not going to read super strand four <laughs> as, a, as a strandogen <laughs> anyway so <laughs> and charity's like still like nah sorry hashtag strando calrissian <laughs> i mean look look back at, at everything we know about strand though you really don't think yes. he's an asshole <laughs> come on I, that's that's why i don't i think his because, i think his natural personality is just asshole no no i understand that but there's two factors on my side here one uh, let's talk about the first one which is easy if he is an asshole it's not acknowledging seasons four and five which the show season six has made an effort to do it, it's it's has made an effort to acknowledge seasons four and five at least the most the, the most positive slash relevant parts of it that people can pick apart and say yeah i, I kind of like that i kind of like this part of althea i kind of like the character i kind of like the idea of this and that thank you sharon D. but no fuck fuck sanjay <laughs> Sanjay to, to in his face. Thank you, Sharon D. I, I I was sus about Sanjay 
<laughs> but in retrospect, Sharon made a comment about Sanjay, rip Sanjay. But anyway, so, um, but the second part of that is, is it acknowledging that the show will sometimes lead you down a garden path of like Strand being an asshole. And it turns out he was on our side the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that's not the case. Yeah, but he's still an asshole. I think he, I think, but I think in a knowing way, like he, I think he's on board. We just didn't know that he yeah. was on board. I mean, don't, we don't know yeah. that. Don't you have that asshole friend? I mean, doesn't everybody have an asshole friend? Yes, okay, immediately. so yeah, right, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's the personality. It doesn't mean that they're not your friend it doesn't mean that they're not going to come yeah. through for you they're just an asshole <laughs> yeah oh i see and doesn't yeah, mean evil sense. either like it's not <laughs> all right got evil intentions but he's still he's an asshole yeah, exactly yeah well then yeah then see, you that's just me made... i'm the asshole friend <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i thought no i'm the asshole friend you want to fight about it <laughs> Uh, yeah now they're they're fighting about it (laughs) in the real time chat now what are we talking about when we talk about the real time chat (laughs) this is me ending the show um let's leave Ah. off on the on a a high note uh strand is an asshole but you know what kind of an asshole that's to be debated he's our Uh, asshole that's you know might be an asshole but he's ours (laughs) the one Thing I'm very keen to see uh, followed up on is uh, now I'm getting tired now for okay Sherry (laughs) I'm forgetting names so Sherry I I was so like excited to see the reunion and then like one episode and they've already split up and gone different directions (laughs) so um, yeah I suppose that's one thing that I really want to see yeah her come back and and for that all to work out which obviously there's plenty of room for that to happen Um, what are your guys thoughts on that and any like any theories on maybe what could happen next there Mm. Rachel (laughs) oh man I mean this this could like like, turn into like a whole other theory too but um sure. i don't i feel like sherry and 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 her Ginny's rejects are one of like four groups that we're really following and paying attention to right now and um i don't know i almost maybe expect uh sherry and raleigh's group to get bigger the next time we see mm. them they might have um like more a small rejects, army yeah more rejects they might have uh like a little small army with them so yeah, i'm it's- hoping they grow and can help us um, defeat Ginny and the Rangers when it comes time. I think this is going to yeah. get complicated very fast because my answer actually dovetails onto something that Linda was saying in the YouTube chat and something that Charity is saying sort of in the real-time chat. I think things might get dicey because Virginia's rejects may seek out the end is the beginning death cult mm. or may be forced to have some sort of civil war where one goes, hey, I know Virginia is an asshole, but these guys seem fucked up. <laughs> and so they might go in different directions and in and just in true poetic fashion you know in like the civil war fashion obviously dwight and jenny uh, sorry dwight and sherry whoa um <laughs> they might split up as well to kind of in some sort of poetic fashion like oh, Dwight's like nah don't go with those guys and Sherry's like but it's the only way to defeat them and then it, and then he makes you wonder is Ginny's group all that bad if you think about it com- right. by, in comparison now one of the say, so Mario's saying also the end of the beginning people have no regard for human life I think they will be the big bad in 6B especially now because of the key and of course it makes it more complicated mm-hmm. if Virginia's rejects follow them mm-hmm. because now they have knowledge about Ginny that they can share with the and is the beginning death cult and so that makes things very complicated so this is my my point which is what i'm enjoying because complication is the name of the game okay if you can make <laughs> things very complicated not clear cut as good and evil that, that sort of thing i am in that is 
quintessential Fear of the Walking Dead, but in a completely different light. Like, whereas Fear to Wa- the Fear of the Walking Dead has classically been nebulous heroes, nebulous villains. This is very interesting where we have not nebulous, but like outrageous heroes and outrageous villains, meaning it, it may seem clear cut, but it's it, it's not. Like every hero has a good and bad side. Every villain has a good and bad side. It's not like nebulous. It's actually the villains and the heroes have two extremes that are waging war to threaten to take over them. And so I'm. that's why I say Ginny may not be all that bad as we think she is. Um, mm. Alicia may be worse than we think she is. Uh, Morgan mm. may be way worse than we think he is. Uh, and the end of the beginning, beginning death cult, well, no, they're all bad. But or, I don't know. What, what are their motivations? We're going to find out from John Glover, cast mm-hmm. as possibly the mortician, the crackpot mortician leader. Mm. So I think I, 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 I'm just excited. I just can't, I can't see the rest of the season being anything other than very, very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. given the fact that like we're going to see Alicia interface in some way, whether it is in person, no, no, in person with the leader of this death cult and how that turns out, I have no idea. You know, does she fall hook, line and sinker for this group, which makes this very complicated uh, or is she damaged from it? It has to go a different way. We see this in the Walking Dead universe where people interface with other people and they are forever altered. You know, it's not good or bad. It's just altered. Yeah. You know, yeah. Carl is never the same after this. And then he returns back. And then, but anyway, let me see. Most people haven't caught, wait, hold on. Most, most yeah, people haven't kinda... caught, the guy in the trailer has the key around his neck. John Glover has a key around his neck. Oh, so there you oh, go. There you go. Yeah, I, I, my thoughts were kind of what you just said, Dave. I, the thing is, I think Sharon, uh, no, I'm sorry, Nisa says, who do you think uh, is going to be the bigger threat in 6B, Ginny, Ginny's group, or the death call? Um, I think we've even, right. And I think we've even (laughs) talked about it before. Like this death call is going to be so bad that we're actually going to need Ginny's help. I mean, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. (laughs) But what does that mean after we defeat the death call? Is Ginny back to being a villain? Do we trust her now? Or is it, you know, exactly uh, enemy of my enemy? Of my enemy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. All (laughs) around. Which, you know, and this might be a good opportunity because even though I kind of wanted to end off the show, this is a good opportunity opportunity to talk about one more thing which is and it'll be one more thing do you <laughs> sure, do you sure. do you think virginia's <laughs> group is the western alliance i'm quote put in quotes that is at the end of walking dead season 10 we're well, not the end but in you remember michonne's last oh, episode what, the white stormtrooper group not the oh, white stormtrooper is... group but the um i think Den- what was denies last oh, Mich- episode the caravan that michonne joined that joins uh. yeah that like western alliance looking oh. Cow, cowhide wearing with um Brita Wool and King and, and King Batch, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, mm. and of course, this is several years in the in the mm. future. Meaning, Fear the Walking Dead takes mm. place maybe about I'm going to say five to six years in the past, <gasps> prior to the events mm. of Walking Dead season ten. I actually forgot oh. about that scene. <laughs> yeah, so I, this is a. This is why it's good to come back to that every now and again. Yeah. Because again, we're, we are moving ahead in time a little faster than we would normally in Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. However, not quite as fast as we'd like to, but we do see these cowhide-wearing yeah. people, you know, it, that have kind of a Western look. Would it be? If it is the same group, it makes you wonder what happened to Jenny's settlements. Why are they mm. caravan? Why are they traveling? You know, they're obviously having to, I don't know, leave for some oh reason. Oh my God. Hold on a second. Nisa uh-huh. just, yeah, I saw that. Nisa just said something very interesting. Brita Wool is future Dakota. Yeah. I, mean, I think Brita, Brita Wool as an actor, I think she is actually a lot older than Dick then. <laughs> 
unless Dakota is actually like, I don't want to, she, I think she plays a 16 year old. So if it is 16 and she's 20, I guess that makes sense. Even though the actor is much older. Rita Wolves 35. Sure. I mean, come on. There Christian, you go. Christian Stratos is playing a 15 year old Selena. I think we can, we can believe this. <laughs> okay. I'm on board. I'm on board automatically. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's interesting. That's a good call. And then who's King Batch? Oh, Morgan's son. Just kidding. No, it's, it's, Dwayne, it's Dwayne Jones. We had a conversation just before that. Oh my gosh. But a I mean, he, he could be a character we haven't even met yet. You know what I mean? But I think that's a, mm. I think that's a good call. That could, it could it's a very definitely. Good call. I do like that opinion totally, so much. Totally, totally possible. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what are your thoughts on this, Ben? Do you think these, this caravan of people have anything to do with Fear of the Walking Dead somehow? It's something that they said would never cross over. <laughs> <laughs> Technically not, but yeah. well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely possible. <gasps> I think it seems like the sort of thing, you know, Scott Gimple and all, all those, you know, cryptic Scott Gimple, um, always, you know, putting in threads that could potentially go a number of different ways. So uh, I feel like they, not necessarily that they have planned for it to go exactly this way, but they're like, okay, we'll leave a bit of room, we'll keep it a very wide shot. So it could go this way or it could go this way. So yeah, I don't know. Hey, I guess <laughs> yeah. it depends maybe. It'll really depend on when Michonne uh, comes back to the main series or if she's in the Rick movies or whatever happens there. Or if none of that gets to happen, then she can just show up on Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> Who knows? Hey. <laughs> like after the main right. show's finished. Uh, so yeah, that, that's not really much of an answer because I, I don't have a clue, but um, yeah, there's potential <laughs> for it, I would say. <laughs> and of course, Sharon did with the clutch, the apocalypse will age you fast. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I guess it makes sense that she plays. Anyway, no, I like, I, I like what everybody's saying. This is, he's Michonne's son who died. Oh my God. No, no, let's not go there. <laughs> he's, uh, oh, Andre, <laughs> he's Andre. Back from the dead. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. everybody's sons between. are back from the dead, apparently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, on that note, actually, uh, before we go, I wanted to say one very special thing. Uh, uh, Sharon D's video, her oh, yeah. Walking Dead Universe, TWD, sorry, TWD Universe, uh, Secret Santa Christmas special is coming out this Wednesday is the yes. 23rd? Wednesday nice. the 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is you know, 7, 6 a.m. your time. Um, <laughs> so it will be premiering on YouTube. It is, it is fairly longer than her usual videos, obviously, because there have been many, many submissions. It is a wonderful compilation. I had the privilege and honor. Yeah, I had the privilege and honor of being able to edit it um, awesome. because her, her phone could only handle so much data, <laughs> you know, so much, so much, so much storage. And, uh, and I had the honor and privilege of being able to take, you know, for doing like, you know, was it 0.1% of the work that she put into it or like 1%? Let's, let's give me a, let's give me a fair shake and say 1%. Yeah. Um, So yeah. And, and so I I had the privilege of putting it together, putting a a little bit more effects, uh, doing some moderate editing, but you know, overall it is a wonderful, wonderful video. I cannot wait for you guys to see it. And again, Watch it on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash blazygardener, 7 p.m. Eastern time, the uh, the evening of the 23rd. Uh, Be there, be square, follow Blazy Gardener on Instagram, YouTube. It is at Blazy, B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R. Don't miss it. It will show up eventually on on Instagram, but by then it'll be Christmas slash, you know, Boxing Day. So yeah, just just watch it on YouTube the day of with all of us in the chat. It's going to be a long, it's about 50 minutes or so, but it's worth every bit. It is insane. 
Um, <laughs> there's some surprises in there. It, the whole feel of it is just very old Christmas special, and I and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, Rachel Rachel Sharon and I actually got oh, yeah. to watch it. We did a little so private good. premiere, <laughs> and we we improved it since then. By the way, since oh, that live watch, okay. yeah, we All right. we added a whole other scene <laughs> which was not there before, uh, <laughs> oh, as well as a couple of effects, some audio effects, and some some visual elements. So it's it's really really good. Um, Anyhow, thank you, Ben, for joining us this morning or this evening thank in your you. time. Right, uh, have a, a good me. sleep, and you can <laughs> follow night. Ben at you can follow Ben at just keep. Well, you can always see follow Ben at at Turn Sounds everywhere. Uh, hmm. Turnsounds.com. Check that website out. It has all his different podcasts as well as uh, head head over to Instagram and head over to at Just Keep Walking Podcast. There you'll find his podcast on the Walking Dead universe. And I, I have to say, this is my this is the part where I make you feel uncomfortable. Um, I have to. <laughs> say well, the thing i love about your podcast is you're very knowledgeable very congenial the flow of your shows is very good it is very tight oh, we're you. all we're all over the place have you seen us <laughs> we'll go this way that we have no programming we have notes but we have no programming there's no direction you you guys keep it tight you know i like that about you guys your interviews are great um especially with michael satrazimus have you, if you've missed that we'll go oh. ahead rewatch it it's somewhat technical but not at all because it's michael satrazimus <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll go yeah. from technical to being like i just like that <laughs> so check that check that interview out on youtube also if you want to watch it there too um but you can listen to it on audio by the way please give him a follow and if you do like his stuff he does have a patreon uh just keep walking is it turn sounds or is it just keep walking uh, turn sounds patreon? yeah yeah okay. so all encompassing we're still putting together some perks for just keep walking it's mostly focused on star wars at the moment but yeah okay definitely uh definitely growing that yeah and so please it's it's a quality outfit consider following at least you know on social media share the stuff enjoy it at the very least you know and then and yeah give ben a follow now um, we're going to be back here, I think, to premiere our third, third art of episode 100, featuring our retrospective on Walking Dead Season 9. Don't miss that. And hey, nice. if you if you like what we're doing here, uh, you can f- just follow us on ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead uh, and just be in the know for the things that we're going to be dropping in the scene. Like, for instance, I gave everybody the link to our real-time chat, um, meaning no lag. <laughs> And the ability to show up on the show, though, none of you should probably do that because either your phones suck or your internet sucks because I know who you are. Um, Not to diss you, but it's just going to be a bad time for you. (laughs) But you have the ability to join us in our real-time chat, usually when we're live. And when we're not live, when we're premiering, uh, you have the ability to get our unedited episodes when they come out. This has been live. There is no unedited episode, but at least you can be in the real-time chat. Anyways, thank you for joining us. And if you're listening to this on audio, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and an eggplant. I wish you could give us five eggplants and a star, but you can't. So five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But if you'd like to write more and comment and, and give us some criticism, any feedback is necessary do it in the ratings it helps us grow thank you italy thank you austria thank you australia thank Thank you you. uh for for uh for boosting our numbers it's been really great and sorry south africa my bad thank (laughs) you about the most recent one appreciate you love you and uh keep it coming and uh thank you you all for joining us on this journey this morning this this (laughs) all over the place journey Thank you, Ben, for joining us. Thanks for spending so time with us. Thanks, and Ben. And we're, we're looking forward to more content from you. And uh, take care, everybody. Have a good evening. Have a, have a good morning for most of you. Have a good afternoon for the rest of you. <laughs> good night. Take care. Good morning. See you later. Nice. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. What little of it you have left. <laughs> <laughs>